Yeah, it's your boy Ray Ray on the mic. Let's go. Mic check, mic check. Welcome to On the Mic with Ray White, where we share life lessons, encourage self-reflection, and equip you to take action. My name is Ray White, and I am juice that you're taking the time to listen to this episode today. And you already know, y'all, we got another fire interview for you. Yes, my main man, Rick Flo Flores, hops onto the mic. A great friend of mine, longtime friend, way back at the middle school, middle school days. And you'll hear a little bit about those stories as well. But Rick comes onto the podcast and shares just his story and journey from college all the way to his now, what he's currently doing as a public speaker, student speaker, helping students understand who they are in Christ and how he models that with his life and with through his words. I'm super excited just to have his story shared onto the podcast and for him to continue to showcase just how his experiences are not only just for him to experience but also to help shape and serve other people too and dude man my main man rick he's done some great stuff i'm excited to have his story shared on the podcast and what i would love for you to do is as you hear it be sure to take a screenshot tag me and rick into the episode and let me know what's the one thing that you found interesting that you hope to take action on in your life this week yes rick flows instagram as well as his speakers page will be posted in the show notes so that way you can check that out as well and hear his story and hear his heart and how god has transformed that to serve others and to bring god glory and his kingdom so let's go ahead and dive into this episode titled faith in the flow featuring rick flow flores What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of On the Michael Bray White. And I'm super excited to have a really good friend, longtime friend of mine uh, on the podcast with me. Uh, you know, I got to be 100% honest with you. I don't know what to call you. <laughs> Growing up, your name was Rick Flores to me. Nowadays, people call you Flo. I don't know. Man. So I might interchange them or you might like talk it. yourself with them. I like them. it. Regardless, Super excited to have a great friend of mine, a brother of mine on the podcast, Rick Flores, a.k.a. Flo. Flo, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great. It's always fun to be hanging out, to be to be called Rick. It helps me remember that's what it says on my license. <laughs> well, I, I would hope that, you know, as we talk today about your, just your journey uh, through college, through Young Life, and stepping into speaking, uh, then the words and the words, words of the wise for the next generation that mm. we talked through just what that transformation was. Cause I like, I'm being dead honest. Like we was, I don't know where we was. I think we were in Washington state or mm. we were at the ranch and people were like, yo, what's up Flo? And I'm like, who's, who's <laughs> who's that? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yeah, that's my boy, Rick. And they're like, who's Rick? Who's that? Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. You tell me what we want to call you, but no, regardless, um, yeah, I'm super excited to have you on the show, man, to have you talk through your journey and your story mm. um, and, and hear just the, the process, the process mm. that you are going through. Um, yeah, before we begin, like I've stated, uh, you and I go way back. Um, actually, we, you know, for the listeners, um, we, we're currently doing this podcast through Zoom in Oregon, but we originated in Southern California. Yeah. 
the city of Corona, which Corona has a really bad taste in people's mouth nowadays. So we probably won't say that word as often on this podcast. But regardless, uh, Rick, man, Corona life, like, yeah, man. Describe how when we got connected. What I want to hear from you. What was your yeah, memory yeah. when we got connected? I, th- I think I told us. I know you've been around when I've told other people, but it was we went to the same middle school, and I think it was in springtime. It may have been sooner than that. Um, people were talking about Ray. Ray so cool. Ray, 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 cool. Some buddies of ours, Matt Enriquez and, and Mario Nieves. Ray, Ray, so cool. And then all the cute girls in my track uh, in California for the listeners, uh, we have tracks. So not everyone's all in the same classes. Right. Um, the cute girls in my great in my track were like, Oh, Ray, so cool. Ray, so who's this Ray guy. And I think it was the last month of our time at our middle school where we got to just play basketball together. And then I think what really did it is we went that summer to our high school's summer basketball camp mm-hmm. and we were on the same team together and got to know each other a little more. And then, um, Ray will be modest. I there's a part of the camp to where I had to stay with the team, and Ray was with the advanced ballers. So that was always a hard time. Oh man, my new friend's going away to the the team that is better than me. Uh, but no, and then uh, to start freshman year, um, to coming off that summer of getting to know each other a little more, and then going into our freshman year, just kept building, building, building to what it is now. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely do remember middle school. Because again, on my perspective, people were talking about Rick. <laughs> and if you're, watch, if you're watching this podcast, uh, Rick has a, currently has a mohawk right now, but the man has some curls. His curls was flowing, and they, they all the heroes Rick and his curls. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I that's a hundred percent, man. We got connected then, played basketball together. Um, and it may I, not be as suave as the girls, but what I remember Ray was uh, the Miami sweatshirt, the hoodie. Man, the the, hood. the the hoodie. That's what I remember Ray as. I, I, wore, that, hoodie. I wore that hoodie every day. <laughs> California can get hot literally every day. I don't know what I was thinking. Oh man. Well, anyway, uh, yeah, I'm the journey in which we moved from Southern California up to Cal, up to mm-hmm. here in the Pacific mm-hmm. Northwest is wild and crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we'll we'll touch on a few of those pieces, especially from your lens, just the journey you have been on. Uh, being from going to Washington state mm-hmm. and then moving here to Oregon. Um, so as we, before we get to that piece, uh, I have a question that I'm asking all the guests to, mm-hmm. to help answer. Uh, and this question, uh, what I hope is essentially the anchor and mm-hmm. the, uh, just uh, give us a clear picture of who you are and the story that you have too. And hopefully we can see that interwoven in the experiences that you have, mm-hmm. the lessons that you have, that you will mm-hmm. share to us as the listeners and the next generation as well. So if you please, in a sentence, what is, well, how would you articulate your mantra or your life mission? Yeah. Pray, love, obey. Mm. Uh, Really simple, really short. It came to mind four to five years ago and just got me really jacked. And um, there always seems to be different ways that the that the Lord is, is bringing back to mind and just expands on that. And it's just a uh, pray, love, obey, what it's tell myself. Um, and the more I want to wake up or just randomly thought comes to mind, just pray, love, obey. I feel like from there I get, I get to operate. And it's like, oh, what am I supposed to do? What do I think? Oh, pray, love, obey. Mm-hmm. Um, it was even really cool. Jen, for my birthday one year, um, got a really big poster and did her calligraphy of, of it. And um, 
I don't think I'm going to get another tattoo because I think I won't stop. But if I were to get an, an, a third tattoo, that's what it would be. <laughs> Somewhere pray, love, obey. But um, yeah. Hey man, ain't nobody stopping you getting tattooed. <laughs> if you were if you were to get it, where would you where would you get the tat? Um, either over my heart or um or uh, on one of my arms to start a half sleeve. So that's why I'm like, uh, I don't. There it is. But we're in COVID, so I could learn it and do it on myself, maybe. I don't know if you won't do that. But, uh, I don't know you won't do that. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Red. Oh, well, that's dope. I appreciate you saying that. And like I mentioned, I, I would love, we're going to see how Pray, Love, and Obey is interwoven in your story. Um, and uh, the listeners and the people that uh, we really want to you know, talk to or reach out to are those who are in the college age and kind of. Um, mm. what I really would love to hear is how just your journey in college and journey mm. to college. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. like I stated, you went to Washington state, mm -hmm. um, you know, go Cougs, go Cougs, go Cougs doing the, doing big things out in Pullman, man. Um, I, it's just fascinating to hear. I'm interested to hear and you tell like how you even like decided to go to Washington yeah. state. Like yeah. I, I went on the trip with you, you yeah. know, kind of yeah. have to look up a deal, but we were out yeah. there seeing the school together because yeah. Like, yeah rick's going i might be going here too <laughs> why, why was the decision to go to wazoo like tell me more about that in in short i think it was um we just wanted something new that i didn't know i wanted um i got to um benefit from being a part of the avid classes in mm -hmm. in high school and one of the requirements um they had requirements for applying to colleges to get as many out there to get um, different group uh, categories. It was to UCs and Cal States, and then to, to apply to at least one private slash out of state school. And I can't remember if you brought up Washington State first or Erica did, our friend. Mm -hmm. um, so it caused me to look at either Oregon State or Washington State. I remember looking at a map in class, I'm like, okay, Oregon State's that far, dang. Washington State's that far, dang. And honestly, I don't, I can't remember my perception of choosing Washington State over it in that moment. Of, okay, I'm gonna apply to it. But then once I did it, it was just like, okay, let's go, let's let's apply to it. Oh wow, okay, like, um, got, I remember getting a call. You've been accepted, um, and then us three were like, hey, let's. We could go on the trip, but we're going to be out at the same time. Let's go. Um, and then coming back, it was just like, ah, oh, that'd be kind of fun. Like, all right, let me pull the trigger. Um, yeah, super, the first semester, super homesick, could not get, wait to get back. I feel like I committed uh, uh, unwritten crime. I did not even stay for Apple Cup. Um, oh, that was no. the morning of my flight. Um, that was probably that may have been the only apple cup we won in my four years there. Um, yeah, that's how, that's how homesick I was. And that was me still learning the culture. Um, because after that, like it was, Oh no, I'm going everyone or, um, it is inbred in my head that I do not wear purple. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, it was, it was a, it was a big learning curve to go from Southern California to middle of nowhere. Um, that has now a special place in my heart. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah man i can't believe you missed that apple cup bro i mean <laughs> but man, you gotta stay for that uh and i'm 100 with you on the purple thing bro i mean we gotta i i, I didn't i went to division three college while i'm university and one of our rivals is Linfield, who Linfield. wears purple. 
also don't wear purple. Um, I also had a long time issue not wearing teal because of our <laughs> high school, yep. but that's yep. a whole other story. Yep. Um, yep. Hey man. So yeah. So going to Wazoo decided that, Hey, this is a place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what was some of the things that you like that really stuck out to you during, during your journey as Wazoo? Like what are mm-hmm. some of the lessons or some of the events and activities that really, when you reflect back on your time there shaped who you are? Yeah. Um, self-development and, uh, self-care and, um, I guess sustainability. Um, what I mean by that is I didn't know I could be somewhere new, somewhere far away from where I grew up. And not only, (laughs) it sounds funny, but not only just stay alive, but thrive. Um, I am in awe because Growing up, elementary, middle school, high school, we, our family vacations, the farthest we would go would be either Vegas or uh, Northern California, San Jose area, Bay Area, to visit my uncle. And after like three days, I'd be super homesick, like, oh, like, uh, this is different. This is weird. I want to go back to what I know. And so, again, at Wazoo, the first six, first semester, first three months, I was like, super homesick. But after that, it was just like, oh, this place is awesome. Um, whether it was um, just finding, uh, community like Young Life, which we may talk about later, mm-hmm. or just the roommates, that, uh, the friendships I formed from my neighbors, um, Alex and Leaf, those those brothers during that season. And so keep in touch, uh, not as much as I like, obviously, but just the, the, the brotherhood that I got to experience with them mm-hmm. uh, for being from total different backgrounds and just like understanding each other or welcoming each other. Um, that probably stands out as well. Of um, Obviously, it's a, a big campus, but I was from Southern California, there's people from Seattle, there's people from LA, these big cities, but then also people from my first time for me meeting, I mean, you may be overly as well, meeting people and becoming friends with people who had under 100 people in their town or maybe one stoplight or one gas station. So I was like, what? Um, so just this collective of the, your story isn't the only story that, that everyone has to go through. Um, there's all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, and honestly, just formed a love for the Northwest, a, a love for for um variety and diversity than what i just knew at home mm. uh, yeah became really uh, infatuated with uh, nature i would say my junior year at college and beyond uh, i remember flying home at, uh, from that moment on just like wow there's a lot of cement and palm trees in south california and then getting to to the spokane or even back then connection flights in portland like coming on the calls like whoa it's so green and to where I know now, just like the rain and green, just love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bro. That, uh, the, is a little bit of a shock, right? Like, as you stated, because you moved from the concrete jungle <laughs> of Southern yep. California to yeah. the forest, literally in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did you adapt and adjust <laughs> to that? Because I, I mean, I got my stories. I love to hear how you adapted to Yeah going from that what you once knew right where you were comfortable to a place that's super unknown and the culture is very unknown to you how did you adapt what did you do i think embracing it and then also i was blessed with the friends and whether Mm -hmm. alex and leaf or later on the online community who embraced me not knowing what (laughs) the norm was um what i mean by that is i remember um i remember my freshman year being in the main area for classes and seeing someone wear uh, a camo hoodie. And in Corona, people don't really do that. 
Um, and so I literally thought like maybe they had a gun because I just knew movies like that meant hunting. And I didn't realize people read it, uh, wore it casually. And I tell that story and people start cracking up, but it's just like those little things of, oh, that's, that's just what's the norm or that's something that's a possibility. And so I never bought one, but I was just like, oh, what would it be like to like show up when I fly home for Christmas in a camo like hoodie, like people, my family like, what? Um, and then just sharing that idea with people around me there at Wazoo and then just laughing and embrace like, yeah, you should. Um, weather was definitely something I had to adapt to. Mm. Um, probably before Washington State, the coldest maybe would have been 50s. And mm. I remember my freshman year, like taking pictures of the mom when it hit like 40, 30, 20, <laughs> 10. I think that was the coldest year of my four years. I got down probably temperature-wise to negative 10, negative 15. And then to learn that there's another temperature called feels like or wind chill. I was like, what do you mean? What is this? Um, and so it was just being able to laugh at myself would probably be the answer to like, how'd you adapt? Just laughing, having fun with it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you have to, like you yeah. honestly have to, because uh, if you would have taken it way too seriously, you wouldn't have stayed there, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Like, bro, people You're right. Camo, I never thought of that. People were in camo on a Thursday and it's below 30. Like I'm not, I'm not about this life. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, the camo, the flannel, the Birkenstocks, I'm surprised you don't have camo because you have the other two. Uh, and ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Um, do you? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. The, the adjustment is real. Um, and obviously, it's a good thing that you did because you've been able to figure it out and work through that and be an adult in that way. Um, did you know what you wanted to study when you got there? Like, did you know what you wanted to do at all? Or was it just like, oh, wazoo, let's do it? I think, yeah, Wazoo, let's do it. <laughs> um, I went in undecided. Um, I was nervous when I said, oh, when I grow up, I want to be this. Mm-hmm. Um, never really had that. Um, was really just this, this, this person who said, I don't know, let's find out. Or even just, I don't want to make a plan. I think that's what it may have been more of. Um, I'm fast forward to now learning that uh, making a plan is good and having mm-hmm. goals to have a process, having steps is really good. It's way for my brain to, to stretch the exercise. But back then it was like, I don't know. Um, after semester two, I was like, oh, it'd be cool to be a, a high school counselor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had Mr. Cummings back at our at our high school. He was amazing. You just saw, yeah, he did the paperwork, but it was also really relatable. I think to a lot of people just saw you as a person. And so, like, oh, I think I'd really like that. And that took me into the field of human development. They recommended a human development major or history major. And um, the Lord totally used that in a way to get me to the community in life. Um, but yeah, didn't didn't ever touch uh, anything farther than human development major to become a high school counselor, but ended up doing, um, yeah, it, it became more than just the major. It was just kind of this like, um, well, here's your set of classes that the Lord used for different things. That's hmm. super thankful. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, you mentioned Young Life. Uh, and I would, and Young Life is, in addition to you moving to the Pacific Northwest, is another big uh, mm-hmm. piece of your story, mm-hmm. piece of your journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I try, I'm trying to remember, and I think it, was, it wasn't until I engaged, got to know you more, uh, mm-hmm. as well as uh, seeing it pop up more in my community here in Oregon, but just like mm-hmm. didn't really know what Young Life, what didn't know yeah. what it was, especially mm-hmm. because of who it 
is pertaining to of you know college high school middle school kids like i don't think we didn't have that in california if we mm-hmm. did it just wasn't in our city so mm-hmm. how did you get connected with young life out the wazoo mm-hmm. what was that back like for you mm-hmm. the connection was a very cute girl in my language arts class and just hanging out after class got out just said oh where do you live just trying to make small small talk she said the young life house I was like what's the young life I don't remember what she responded with, but uh, within that week or two, I went to a grocery store and I saw a decal on someone's car, Young Life. And so I was like, sweet, I have something to talk about her with, or talk about, yeah, with her. And so I brought it up and she's like, oh, you should come to the gathering. It's so-and-so day. And I went to check it out and it's hilarious. It's another fun story because I was super overdressed in the sense of like trying to look all fly. I remember having this really cool um, Anaheim Angels a uh, shirt from the store Chic. Um, mm-hmm. I remember getting at the Tyler uh, at the Riverside Mall, and then I had these like my fanciest jeans I, uh, I could, I, that I owned, and walked in there and just like was like, "What is this?" Uh, oh, and I had all my puka shells. I was rocking the puka shells, and so um, walked in and they were playing a game to where you put this ice cold down your down your it's a relay and you put it down like either shirt or your pants and you pass it to the next person behind you so just like what is this um and then someone came up to give announcements and i noticed um the person from my dorm room floor mm-hmm. and um got connected with them afterwards uh, over the course of weeks um, got invited to one of their small groups and that's just really where um just six to eight dudes um there's a core of six dudes that were together for like a year and a half to two and a half years for the remaining time that i was there that just this 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 foundation was started more no not even foundation this like cleaning up this mm-hmm. um this brother this bond of who i am today uh, uh, has a lot to do with um but to, to your point of what, what you're saying at the beginning we went to you invited me to youth group um at south hills that was kind of my intro to to church to god and um young life was for everyone um and that's what i was learning and uh we didn't have it growing up uh in middle school high school i think there is now like around our cities if not in the cities Mm -hmm. but it was just this like oh like i have been searching for something some type of community even if i didn't know it was called community and so just found a um a lot of friendships a lot of um brothers uh, still talk to today from that yeah yeah that's good that's good um and what's what's amazing is that like what i've heard so far is you know community is something that is really foundational for you uh, it helps in just your own development and finding like your core and just being able to help you navigate through things uh and that's important and especially as we talk mm-hmm. about our uh, just our identity in Christ and what it looks like to develop that well, mm-hmm. um, how young life plays a role in that being that it is a, um, a group that is caring, caring, loving adults, reaching to kids, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. showing them what it was like to be, what Christ, what this life like Christ is like, you know, and mm-hmm. how crazy and wild it can be and doesn't look the uniform or, you know, mm-hmm. nice mm-hmm. In, in your chic shirt, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> You can wear a camo, you know, you can do it. You can do it. Yes, 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 yes. Um, (laughs) Great to hear that that drew you in to become more, well, I mean, the cute girl, but more so drew you to the community is really like and finding out continues forward. Uh, In which, like, 
your young life story doesn't stop at wazoo mm. so mm. there was a reason you know so tell us a little bit more about yeah. what happened post-graduation yeah. and how yeah. what took you from there yeah, after graduating, I got to start a year-long internship at Washington, Washington Family Ranch. Uh, the name comes from the gentleman who donated a lot of money to the cause that is actually in the middle of Oregon, the old Rajneesh camp. Um, Young Life has 25-plus camps all over the, the world, the majority being in the States. Um, how I got there, how I got plugged in is... Um, after my junior college, I did what's called summer staff, a volunteer uh, program for four weeks at their property in Canada. A beautiful, beautiful property called Malibu. I had an amazing time. Um, Lord did a lot of work and just, mm-hmm. um, I got excited to do something like that or the exact same thing um, the following summer um, uh, after uh, my senior year. But things got lined up to where I had to do my internship for my human development degree during that summer so young life volunteering didn't qualify to, uh, didn't didn't meet that requirement um, for what needed to be in place and so um, I knew spring of that would have been 2012 that I wasn't doing any anything in the summer young life wise and that same spring went out to the Washington Family Match for a weekend and met someone that was doing a year-long internship and i was like whoa that's a thing (laughs) and i was like that is legit um and so i looked it up uh applied um got accepted and yeah i think it was again this thing of there's still more to discover like um things i didn't have planned like people asking what's your five-year goal and again i'm learning what it that there is uh, a way for me to grow to have a five-year plan and, and make decisions and, and be decisive but back again the, the flow then but it's just like oh, i don't know like it just this thing kind of came about and like seek it out um and so got to be out there for a year-long internship 2013 2012 to 13 october october mm-hmm. and ended up staying out there uh for a couple more years on different part-time seasonal uh, gigs but um, yeah, so what the year-long internship looked like, I was one of 13. Um, there was, I was one of, um, let's see. How that be? There was two <laughs> married couples. I'm doing my math right now. So that means there'd have been nine of us singles. Um, uh, yeah, f- um, five guys, four girls. And it was just a blast um, to uh, work there at the camp and then also have that community, have that fellowship, and then also be around um, uh, families and uh, young married couples who were there full time. Mm-hmm. Um, there are about 30 to 40 staff, and then with spouses and children, there's about a, at that time 149, 155 people that live on property, and it's in the middle of middle of nowhere you have to drive an hour one way to get to the closest grocery store um and then so to be around those those families those couples to see like what they had and and doing ministry together um was just really impactful for me um uh it is a special place um uh it was just really cool to see like oh like I thought I wanted to come here just to get this young life fix, quote unquote, fix out of the way. But it was really just the Lord saying like, hey, you're going to um, do some some foundational building with me. That's going to set you up for after this time here. Um, I thought I wanted to be um, 
on your life staff there uh coming out of my three years there and i did i hoped i wanted to i thought it would been cool but then also explored other ways uh, to be involved whether it is being on official staff in cities or volunteer positions um, but it was just a very meaningful three years uh, i got engaged there got married there um, it was a blast so it's, it's always going to be a special place i think a lot of people out there have different ties to the ranch and it's always a very special meaning and that's that's mine that's dope that's dope um, i have a, a, another cool thing that came from the ranch um that hope listeners can kind of like get inspired by and again just something bigger than me something bigger that god is doing it uh, when i had told a mentor at the ranch that i wanted to propose to jen he was excited and uh challenged me uh, because he had walked with people and was currently walking with people at that time who he had mentored who were already married and who were in, in in struggling marriages because it was getting hard mm-hmm. and so he took that moment here's a young quote-unquote disciple or someone i'm teaching is a, um, a couple steps behind that their experience to where i want to challenge flow and so he challenged me to do something hard his his uh guidelines his um um parameters were um the whatever you choose like i don't want to be the one to tell you what exactly it is but the parameters are it lasts longer than one day you have to train for the actual thing um and find a way to incorporate like god into it um, i maybe was missing one or two but those are the big ones and so i forgot how long i chose to figure something out but what what i ended up choosing was this would have been fall slash early winter of 2013, no, 2014. Um, for 40 days, I woke up at 5 a.m., um, read, uh, read my Bible, and then around 6-ish, because I work at 8, around 6 a.m., I would head out to this really big, uh, I would call it a hill, um, but pretty, pretty big one called communication Hill. That's, uh, kind of in the middle of property. That's, a uh, um, a hike that they promote people do cause they don't want people going out and about to any hill cause there's a lot out there, but kind of the designated one. So for 40 days, I would hike up there and I would carry uh, a good size rock, probably five to 10 pounds, maybe, maybe 20 some days. Um, and, and have on a weighted vest as well. And the rock would represent a lie that I believed. And then at the top, I'd leave it there and then let God, whether it was about the reading or just let him tell me a truth and then record that truth as on the way down. And um, I did that on that exact hill for probably 36 days, four of which during during that time, four were spent in Yakima, Washington. So I just found a really, really big hill around Thanksgiving and went to spend Thanksgiving with friends. So I kept things going, just went up a really big hillside with a rock, kept it going. So, um, so 40 days did this, this activity, uh, where it was really cool. Um, there was this, these surprises from the Lord. Um, one day I, it was like my first or second week, um, the lie I chose was to journal out and to take with the Lord was, um, the meaning, the meaning of sex, the meaning of marriage isn't sex all the time. Hmm. And it just invited him to speak into that already of like truth about sex. And it was 
it, it snowed a good amount on property. And I just thought, okay, snow, like it will take longer, give myself enough time, I bumbled up. But the actual path, the normal path, it had iced over, it was frozen. Mm-hmm. And I had taken with me those, um, there's different brands, but they're like uh, chained grips that you could uh, put on the bottom of your shoes. I was wearing those. And even then I couldn't get up the path because I would go up three steps and slide down five, no, like five feet, like no lie. And so I was cracking up because one of the things I had read in a book a long time ago was uh, sexual sin could be a slippery slope. And I was just cracking up at myself like, huh, this is funny. Like the day I chose to do this. And even in that, the Lord working, like, I was like, you know, like, I don't have to go up this path. Like there's brush on the, on the right or left side. Like, let me use that as a stepping point. And just the truth. I remember that being like, the Lord provides a way or like, it's not like, just let the Lord tell you other options. Mm -hmm. And so another time, uh, one of my roommates at the ranch, like said, can I join you for one of them? And he got to have his own experience going, um, up and down the hill. Mm -hmm. Um, and and it was kind of a, a fun way to kind of cap it off day 40. Didn't do anything really big or special, but I had set it up in a way. It was a weekend I was going to propose to Jen. Day 40 was on, I can't remember if it was the morning of or the day before, but I kind of tried to trick her that I was going to propose at the top to try to distract her that I'd be later on. Mm-hmm. And so, But it still was really special. So that was the only day she joined me uh, physically while I was doing it the 40 days, she would wake up where she was at living in Portland and pray like for me, for our marriage. So that was kind of cool. Not kind of really cool, but mm-hmm. day 40, we went up together and came back down. And it, it's just, it's just to look back on it um, and to be able to share that like, Oh, that was a really cool experience and unique. And um, I haven't had like, praise God. There's been a marriage isn't easy, obviously, but there hasn't been a critical, Oh, like I need the muscle I did that was really hard or else I'm gonna like get all this money. like I thankfully I haven't had that but it doesn't mean a whole lot of that but just cool to reflect and see like just the different adventures God takes you on <laughs> um, interesting yeah I'm interested to see how because I, I won't you know married life you're in it proposed to Jen out at the ranch you know was in the wedding at the wedding and got to be a part of that which was amazing Mm. um you know to kind of watch again will be more uh, seeing the journey that you're on and now stepping into the stage of marriage and um just kind of like how like the doing something hard for 40 days Mm. translates to your time married like Mm. I'm actually kind of hearing that parallel or how, or mm. how that intersects. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, tell us a little bit how marriage life is going. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, I'm kind of hearing so, yeah. how does that interact? How does yeah. that interact? Yeah. Um, to answer the, the question and then to rule process about the rest of marriage, mm-hmm. looking back on it, on the 40 days at the ranch, that, that challenge, um, being real with myself that there could be lies or even just being aware that there are lies that I could believe or think are truth, but then Lord, letting the Lord speak into what is truth. Um, fast forward. And even in, in, in the years of the days of being married, it's, it's easy to wake up or uh, it's easy to wake up and think, okay, like I got it figured out. Like uh, today's going to rock. And then you get into a little dispute or even, it's not even something an argument, but just like all of a sudden you get thrown and be like, oh, like, 
I start to believe the circumstance or a fear or a lie and then to pause and let the Lord just kind of bring truth into that mm-hmm. um, has been really great um, to just, whether it is open up the Bible, whether it's praying, whether it's a song or worship song or seeking prayer from people. Um, yeah, that's kind of how they've unconsciously inter- intersected. Uh, marriage, uh, five years this past February. Hey, five years. Let's go. <laughs> uh, what I tell people is it's crazy because when we're dating, I remember this, this, this couple on the property that we looked up to that we still keep in touch with. Um, they had been married for four years that when I was there at the ranch dating Jen. And I was like, wow, four years. Like, that's like, that's like 40, but not really, but just like, I can't wait to get to like, wow, it's a long time. And then just like, it happened like that, like four years, five years being married. I was like, whoa, like, that's awesome. <laughs> um, year one was, was bliss. It really was like a honeymoon year. Year two is oh, probably the hardest year of my life. Uh, hmm. We were by ourselves in, in Roseburg trying on uh, your life staff in a, in a city, in a town and just us two and mm-hmm. a lot of different factors in that but it was a hard year and we needed that year probably very much needed a, a, a hard year like that three got a little better four four was amazing felt like back to one and, and year five as well felt like you're back to one and um it just it's been cool the way i sum it up um is i've didn't know it was possible to be so mad at someone and still love that same person so much <laughs> another way uh uh i've never been so mad at someone and also love that same person so much like that capacity Mm -hmm. to to have that emotion of 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 frustration i've never experienced at such a high level and i've also never experienced a love for someone at such a high level and that kind of sounds weird but i think that is the beautiful part of one of the beautiful parts of marriage of that those can coexist and i don't have to turn a blind eye to the 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 angry part i can be real and that's a way to grow that's just a way to bring all of myself into the marriage of like let me be open about this like i've described it to jen in that way and just um another way i've heard it or read in books is it's the space to where this person is seeing all of you <laughs> so you can't like really hide <laughs> or that's gonna bring up conflict at some point um yeah that's a um being an only child it's also been really cool to um have that space to have a best friend to have that bond that's very unique to be married um i'm thankful for college for to to room with uh, some amazing guys and to have a roomie experience because before that i didn't know it was like to have a roomie <laughs> i didn't have a sibling i yeah have sleep but that's just a sleep like a weekend or a night and so yeah. i look back i'm like i probably unconsciously benefited from having college roommates a lot it may have saved a lot of fights or something yeah um yeah um we when we were dating and getting um we did for a purpose we didn't say oh let's like just date today i was like hey let's date to see if marriage is for us uh we uh we're serious about loving people together we called it step one step two i'm really um gifted at like breaking barriers or just starting conversations with anybody like asking surface meaning meaningful surface level questions because i care um, and then Jen is is always looking to go deep and figure out the why. Mm-hmm. And um, so that it doesn't fire out my brain so often. So we're looking to get back to that. We definitely, be like, oh, we miss doing ministry together. Uh, right now it looks like um, her business, what she's on mission, on mission for Juice Plus, helping advocate for, for whole food nutrition. Like that's definitely been an avenue, but we're also looking for something more um, 
just clear picture or specific uh, in a church or a part of a church body. Um, it could be easy to use the excuse of the COVID-19, like, oh, everyone stay at home, but still trying to like use this time to, to pray and seek connections out. Um, yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I would, I, I think that, like you stated, like being able to live together does expose a lot. Like you can't, mm-hmm. you can't hide, <laughs> you can't hide now, you know? Uh, so being able to already going into it, knowing like with the experience like you did of doing something hard for 40 days, mm-hmm. bringing up the lie and bringing down mm-hmm. the truth. Um, and then in that motion or in that context, you are you know, working like how to, knowing how to work through a conflict and work through adversity. Um, and the best thing about it is you get to do it with a partner and with somebody yeah. Yeah. mission with you. Uh, and even through conflict that you may have together, uh, like you yeah. said, knowing that love will trump that. Like, sure, that yeah. is the moment in time where there's this comfort, but yet at the end of the day, you love each other and you'll continue to love each other and you'll work through adversity to make it work together. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and just finding more ways to come closer together. I think that's what I really enjoy about your uh, relationship is that how you two often find ways to come together and yeah. and, tr- and work and grow together. You know, yeah. you two do an excellent job of supporting one another, of highlighting each other's <laughs> gifts, uh, of, of, of just being um, on fire together and in what you do. And it's just, it's just awesome to see um, that, that you guys are, you all are just, in love you know you do your yeah, thing yeah great man bro is it was a learning curve like i love that you said that um i think jen would say what i brought in so much for her for her to like learn from me was like humor and uh, spon- uh, being spontaneous mm-hmm. and just able to be light and and fun she is but just like on a moment's notice like i bring that to the table a lot and what she <laughs> helped me is conflict resolution communication grows how are we going to grow from this experience? I had before dating, like I didn't, I had never heard the, I didn't soak in. I didn't know what conflict resolution was. Mm -hmm. I just avoided conflict at all costs. Mm -hmm. Um, um, I would feel uneasy if there was conflict. So I just try to bring humor and get out of the room physically or, or, or mentally. And so communication is awfully, obviously huge, but a branch of that conflict resolution, um, being able to have, um, meaningful conversation in that space in the in the context yeah. in the arena of conflict was a huge learning curve and still learning but it's cool to look back on the growth like oh <laughs> or even just being able to notice like ooh, like if i'm in an unhealthy state i'll just be really short mm. and i'm able to be aware of okay that's like old flow or and i know i want to grow out of that so i know um and and I'll, I'll, I'll segue into this. Uh, I know a way for me to grow is to be clear with my words, is to talk about intention and receiving. If you were to ask what are some themes or just some things that you in general about in our marriage, um, what comes to mind is intention and receiving, and I'll get into that, mm-hmm. and then just wanting to grow, not wanting to stay put. Mm-hmm. Um, and so intention and receiving, she described it to me, and I ran with it, and we've been blessed by it, um, is... Um, I might have the intention, I could have the right motivation, the right intention behind doing something for her or even a comment, I say. But she is her own person. She's not a robot. 
how she receives my act or word isn't always what I intended. <laughs> and so um, whether it's just my personal, I'm just thankful the Lord allowed me to be open to that um, experience, to be open that there can be a miscommunication or a misunderstanding or just not being on the same page. Um, when she first told me about intention receiving and the example she gave, it made me think, well, like I have either seen on media or no couples who will not hear the intention side. Mm. Uh, they'll be like, no, like, or sorry, they hear the received side. They'll be like, no, I didn't intend to hurt you. Can't you just see that? Like, why are you mad at me? I didn't intend for that. Like, it's not what I meant. And not be able to hear the person. I, I know you didn't intend for that, but what I still received was this. Yeah. Just to go from there from growth or to talk about some more. And so it was huge, like huge in, in year one and two to be able to say, oh, uh, my guess is you didn't intend for this, but what I received was it's my fault. Or what I received was I didn't do that good enough. And sure, there may be some insecurities that I need to work on, but it at least allowed us to be communicating about what, what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And she could be like, oh, I'm so sorry. My just, you know, my intention was I wanted to give you this space to grow or take the lead. Um, but I could see how that could be received. Yeah. Um, and vice versa, like me, real, it's been super helpful when she uses that language because I'm able to just be like, oh, oh, like I had no idea that it was going to be so or that was not my intention. Oh, I'm thankful again. We talked about intention receiving. We can now go forward <laughs> in, in this conversation of, uh, of how maybe my intention could be received. Yeah. Yeah. That is amazing advice to have in any relationship whether it is dating or friendship or work or what have you being able to understand the intent and the receiving of communication um i've heard it another way of impact versus intent um Uh, yeah same mentality right yeah um and and it's it takes a tremendous amount of humility and um awareness to one know how you are communicating something and being able to recognize both the intent and the intent and the receiving aspect of your words but then also like the humi- humility aspect of it too if it's um reciprocated to you and you're like oh like uh that's how you received it and not try to defend yourself you know not try to be like yeah yeah i can i mean i'm thinking about myself like i can immediately defend and be like yeah. no 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 but that's important to have the self-awareness and the humility to step into yeah. uh both as you're communicating and as you're receiving the communication, being able to come to a common place and say, okay, hey, um, I can maturely step to you or maturely come together at the table with this and know that you that we're going to work it out together yeah. and not yeah. have it as a, as a argument on top of an argument, you know, like, yeah. cause that can yeah. easily escalate, but it takes seeing eye to eye, sitting at the same table and being able to listen well in that space and strive towards, um, a stronger relationship than a stronger um isolated feeling or what have you so that's mm-hmm. that's a good word that's a good word man mm. um thank you yeah man so uh you mentioned juice plus before uh mm-hmm. and actually you know juice plus is kind of it's is one of the pieces that helps uh that's a part of your the healthy life that you're living because mm-hmm. you know before we before yeah. we got on you talked about the peloton bike and you got your flex in the house <laughs> It seems like Team Flow is all about the health life. Uh, that's amazing, man. Tell me about more about like, yeah. how this healthy lifestyle 
um, yeah. where did it come from? Because yeah. I got to, okay, for the listeners, I got to tell you, yeah. Rick and I yeah. would often do <laughs> the 32 ounce Slurpees. Or bigger. Or bigger, 64 ounces, the big gulps, or, you know, the cooler size. We had to get some yeah. of that and make our way to the beach yeah. uh, during the day. And at night, we would get the McDonald's fries. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Yeah, we would get the, the fries and the sweet tea. And that would be our go-to. So serving the day, fries and sweet tea at night. And we was kicking it. We was good and playing ball and whatnot. Uh, things have changed, obviously. You're now, you're now in the healthy lifestyle. I got to pick up some tips from you. Um, <laughs> tell me about that transformation. Like, what do y'all, what do y'all yeah. do? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> well, to, to be clear, I still love my mac and cheese. I still love my Miguel's Jr. burritos. I'll try to do my best to replicate them up here. I still love my pizza. Mm -hmm. um but i'm eating things i never thought i would i'm craving and i'm eating and craving beets um i'm craving craving and eating kale like things i'd be like what like this ain't real food um but it, and then yeah to work backwards um jen's family um has always been healthy they've always been really um aware of hey what can we put in our body that isn't always processed that mm -hmm. we pick from a garden that we can make ourselves at home mm -hmm. um that um yeah just you feel better afterwards eating um and so she brought that into our marriage and 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 she knew that because when we first got married i was she was gluten-free dairy-free pretty strictly and some mm -hmm. other things and I am not a picky eater by no means. Again, those things I would be like, what is that? But I'll still at least try or I'm open to trying things. So it's like, would you rather have this or this? I'm like, I'll eat whatever. Like, I'll try it as long as there's like a main part that I'll still eat. Mm -hmm. um, um, a meat or something, something brown. That's how I describe it now. So when I first got married, um, she never forced anything on me, which was really cool. She promoted me eating the things she couldn't, which I thought was super <laughs> uh, selfless. Um, I would have, if I think, if I would have been in her shoes, I probably would have been selfish, being like, oh, I, like that's, don't eat that mac and cheese. Like, I can't have that. <laughs> but she's never been like that. Um, and I think it was in our second year of marriage, she got introduced, reintroduced to Juice Plus, and we made it possible we could get it for her. It's fruits and veggies in a capsule or gummy form. Uh, we first got in the gummy form, and I would be taking some of hers. Like, this is good. Like, can we yeah. get some, some for me? Um, uh, it is um, just uh, created in a way that they're able to get all the nutrients of these these variety of fruits and veggies into that capsule or gummy. And so she joined the business side four years ago um, and has just, she's an advocate at heart. So for her worlds of health and advocacy to come together, um, just it's been so cool to watch. And last August I joined her in it and just learning a little bit more and uh, being an advocate that it is not a miracle product. It is something that they mean by it is bridging the gap of, hey, we have been told for this many years we should have this uh, this much um, fruit and veggies in our part of our diet, maybe an apple here or there or a banana. Mm -hmm. uh, so here's something that bridges that gap. Uh, we should still be eating lots of fruits and veggies, but here's something that's helping us get closer to that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just been fun. Like the community around that, it is all over the world. Um, the people you get to meet through a different seminars out of state and state 
some really cool people and it's been fun to see different young life ties <laughs> come about in that uh there's some people that she ran into on the in, in the in the midwest and the south i think specifically georgia and tennessee that yeah i remember there's she literally came home and was like me and this person hit it off we were just hanging out and they're like you did the young life huh I'm like you did young life huh and so just cool different different worlds colliding yeah. uh, and kind of to the health side thing i have just i'm not a science person um i am just like oh what's 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 comfy but what's also gonna make an impact um five years from now ten years from now like what does it look like to be um 20 years older and being able to run with the kids or mm -hmm. a lot older and dare we say grandkids but what choices am I making now? And for me, it could be juice plus. For me, it's also like just drinking more water. <laughs> like I tell people, I'm like, that's literally like, I'm not uh, uh, like an extreme, but I'd say there's a lot more balance, a lot more like um, I'll have the mac and cheese. Literally, dude, uh, this, is, this sums up great. I went to a Christmas party. They had an amazing spread. I got a big old kale leaf and put mac and cheese in it. Like, you go like what like what hey i got excited I'm like look uh, this is so portland of me or also just like this is literally me summed up right now i still love my cheesy gooey macaroni cheese Ooh, like that green thing's gonna do something good for my body it may have offset but just again that that probably sums it up really well for me <laughs> mac and cheese and kale bro i don't yeah i'll do it again <laughs> <laughs> I'm like processing. <laughs> All right, like, hey, do you? Do you? You healthy? You getting? You get? You getting? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how to move. <laughs> oh my gosh, well, go, man. Yeah, I. I the however, the health, the way that you're moving towards healthiness mm. and, and and inspiring that and continuing with that through do the kale, do the juice plus, do the Peloton bike, do your running. Um, I know you, you put up sh some shots too, do hooping and whatnot. <laughs> uh, you still got it. Uh, Bro, I don't remember being as sore after playing basketball. Like, and I'm like, okay, this is proof that I'm old. Like I am sore for a good couple of days. And <laughs> I remember hearing the jokes or watching TV and, and people in uh, a lot more experience will say those things. And so I never thought I would be the one. I'm like, oh, no, like just – almost neglecting it at first like no nah, no nah, i ain't sorry but then just realize okay how am i gonna stretch out this do i have ice packs like <laughs> you got a plan now <laughs> yeah man our bodies on what they used to be 10 years ago bro <laughs> and it's scary it's sad i'm still i'm still trying to figure that out and i'm like oh man anyway no nah, man that's good to hear the health the health life is important and and i think that's we're seeing that quite a bit more um uh, and, and, and what I appreciate is that, you know, it's different than just showing off, but it's actually just doing it and doing it well yeah. and, and yeah. being real and authentic with it. And that's kind of what I appreciate yeah. about not just it with you in general, the authenticity that you have and mm. that you carry forth in everything that you do. Um, in addition to what it looks like to live a healthy lifestyle while still love, love the things that are brown and love the things that really, um, uh, feed your soul or remind you of yeah. what have you and like there's a, yeah. there's a balance of both and that's important man um uh one of the things we talked about a while back uh which was which is i'm i'm due for you to talk through is mm -hmm. just this world of speaking now um 
something that you know we one of our late night talks that we've had you i remember you mentioning i think like over a year ago you were mm. like yeah man i got this call on my heart to speak like i got yeah. this desire to do this and i'm like let's go like let's, go about to speak. let's get after it um, and what i enjoy about that is that it was it moved from a calling an idea to actual action to where yeah. you have actually stepped into the space and empowering and impacting lives with your story and with your message and speaking. Um, but I would love to hear from you, just kind of walk through just that desire to speak. Like, where did that come from? And how did, and just that desire itself when it comes to you yeah. uh, stepping into this world of speaking. Yeah, last summer I heard a mentor figure tell a story to someone else, uh, uh, tell, share a story about someone else who was mentoring that mentoree remembered I'm a basketball player and he went overseas to Australia and played professionally mm-hmm. and I was just reflecting on that story and the thought just crossed my brain of like crossed my brain of I remember like getting little tastes of speaking and I felt like this is me like I feel alive uh, whether it's the year-long internship or being asked to share my testimony in different platforms in your life just like really enjoying that space and so I was like, what's it like to like pursue this? I have a lot of your life um, connections still or just seeing what the Lord opens through it. Um, and that first, all the same, a couple of things happened at the same time that realizing that I do want to speak. Um, next was my passion is the Lord gives me different analogies, whether I pray them out loud or write them down, or I just get excited, like, oh, the scripture's kind of like this, or this is kind of like a, this movie scene when this epic means happen, oh, it's totally like this. Um, and just seeing how I could come alive with that and share that, and people maybe don't have that thought, and me assuming that, oh, everyone thinks that way, but just like, oh, maybe this is a way to relate to someone, but they never thought about that way, or it's like something the Lord is moving in their heart. Um, and then the other thing just being, uh, Luke 15 is is a passion point for me. Uh, it's the lost sheep, the lost coin, and and um, the prodigal son, and especially the prodigal son. The Lord just always gives me different analogies or different aha moments of whoa. Or, um, and so that's why I thought I was only going to be speaking on coming out of it, mm-hmm. come, or, or as I look for my first opportunities. And there are definitely opportunities that I I will bid in, but also moments just to say Holy Spirit say, oh, that would be forced, like mm-hmm. just. Um, let's 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 go another area or let's think let's pray about something else to to share and so it's really cool uh, in the fall i got to speak uh at um, um mid valley south young life um a leader gathering which was really cool shout out to them um andy gadich and that team the team of leaders um doing something awesome there um and just got to encourage them and um also got to speak at a oregon state small guys gathering which is really cool because kind of a full circle of that's really where the lord um spoke to me and just like met me at in my college guys smaller group and just to and that night i learned from those guys i wasn't the one like oh like listen to me it was i was listening to them too and just learning from their perspectives learning what the lord's teaching them and then in uh 2020 i went back out to ranch was really cool to speak at a middle school camp that the staff at the ranch host for all for a lot of small churches in your life areas that wouldn't be able to meet the minimum to come on their own for a weekend Hmm. so they host a weekend for 
in the fall for high school and in the, in the winter, spring for middle school and um, um, uh, fellowships for uh, groups that they're able to come because there's other small groups like them that come. And so I got to speak, uh, be the camp speaker there, which was really cool. It didn't feel like fake. It felt natural. It felt like I was, again, I was learning something or just journaling and sharing it with the, the students and seeing the Lord show up in ways that I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for Jen to be there, um, she was having meaningful conversations on the side with staff, with, with leaders, with, with new friends and, to ha- to have that feeling of ministry together this is like really uh, a blessing mm-hmm. um yeah and looking forward um did a, a virtual thing the other day and just excited for opportunities to continue into that it hasn't been like oh dang covid like I just gotta wait or i have transitioned to um sharing my story in this season i felt a couple months ago that prompted my heart to to share more about my addiction to porn that was just mm-hmm. rampant, um, uh, just uh, addiction to porn from for like ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since two thousand eleven, that's like it's been no more. Mm-hmm. And uh, it felt three months ago felt a problem. Like, hey, like share more of that story. Share more of that. Looking back on, it, I see a lot more things than <laughs> than when I was in the thick of it, or even just the two to the day one of freedom to like year five of you're like yeah i was in experience freedom but to ha- to be able to look at look back 10 years later like see the lord working in it or just different things he's teaching me like seeing how it applied then and what he was doing behind the scenes um so and so come covid come stay at home it was even more a prompt and hey like let's really do something about this because isolation was for me definitely mm-hmm. something that led me to to seek that more Mm-hmm. And so created a separate Instagram account to just start there, to just share um, posts that are personal stories. And so it's, it's, it's cool to, that's definitely a way the Holy Spirit has not, uh, that has said, hey, let's not take our foot off the gas just because we can't go to speaking engagements because gatherings aren't happening. Mm-hmm. But how do you still um, just, uh, it's definitely a path he has me on for right now. Yeah. Other, yeah, different platforms. Yeah. Talk about the transformation that you are wanting to, you're wanting the listener to have mm. when you speak. So mm. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just going to leave. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. Talk about that yeah. transformation that you are wanting people to experience, to feel when you are up there speaking. Yeah. Um, I would want them to, to experience that when they, get one-on-one with the Lord, prayer, journal, journaling, reading, whatever that may look like, that it is a relationship. It is a thing that is between them two. Mm. Yes, there's a lot of great influence. Yes, there's a lot of great pastors, leaders, parents, family, friends that could have input. Hey, transfer, hey, thing, or here's a word. But it is between them two. Um, and I want to encourage, what does it look like for, the, for you to get to that space, whether it's kind of a distraction or bringing um something you're not proud of to him or whatever that looks like do make choices to get to that space and just see what happens no expectation just see what happens um where that stems from where that comes from mm-hmm. is in college i remember the young life leader the young life director gary hopkins he shared that 
if Jesus were to come back right now, it's easy for us who believe or just people who reference about to think, oh, if Jesus would come back, he'd probably come to this young life gathering or he'd come to this church gathering right now. And he's like, when I look at the Bible, it's clear that Jesus would not come to this guy. He'd be at the bar hanging out. He'd be with the people. He'd be. And so I think it's just unconsciously in the back of my head of if, if people get to that one-on-one time, like to allow what they find with the Holy Spirit speaking to them, what God wants to show them and not um, other people's perceptions. Um, just see what happens there. Cause I know I could be the first to put my hand up. It's easy to use Jesus as a mascot. Like oh, he's with me. <laughs> um, and, and to be, to be quite real and just just solely spend this moment. Another way I put it is take some of the um, just topics that people debate, whether it be abortion or homosexuality or just these big things. Um, It's easy to say Jesus that I follow would think this, or he's this, or you have to think this way. But again, I look at the Bible and I'm pretty sure Jesus would have a thing to say to everyone. Like, I would be like, hey, get ready to listen to him. And he'd share something, but he'd also share something that would that make me look inwardly. I'm like, oh, hmm. like you have heard it said this way, but actually it's this. Mm-hmm. And so it's just getting to that, 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 again, that, hey, it's really easy to put my spin on things. <laughs> so go, for, go find out for yourself. Yeah. Actually, when you say that, wanting people to engage the spirit engage christ and see what happens like i i just thought about again you walking the mountain 40 times Mm -hmm. like you know i'm imagining uh you so your mentor pretty much saying you decide when you say hey do this do something really hard to see what happens yeah (laughs) not there's you mean there's some direction but not much direction yeah uh and at least saying this is exactly how you need to think feel act do whatever but here's some parameters, here's some guidelines. But while you're there, see what happens, see what God yeah, is you yeah. and how is huh. you in this space. And then that's your journey. That's your message. That's the truth that is downloaded to you. And huh. what you're pretty much wanting to um, multiply through your speaking and through your opportunities of engaging others is pretty much the same message. It's like, yo, you know, God wants to meet you. Christ wants to meet you where you are. Uh, get to know him, engage him, see what happens. You know? yeah, yeah. And you yeah. have the stories and you yeah. have the experiences where you are, uh, where you've seen that in your past and you're pulling that out to show that mm. like, yo, in my times where I'm literally kicking it in the wilderness of Pullman or, mm. or, uh, or at the ranch or yeah. in Harrisburg, yeah. like in these wilderness spaces, these weirdly odd places, <laughs> uh, you're out there, you're meeting with Christ and you're seeing what happens and yeah. that you're slowly continuing to transform. And that's amazing, dude. Um, I think that a lot of people would, I guess I'm speaking for myself included, like there's a slight fear in that because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You have to lose control. Like you yeah. have to relinquish what could be uh, that, you know, you, I would want my experiences to be the way I would want to experience. Yeah. But if you are creating that environment where, trust God in this, trust yeah. God that he's talking to you, he's speaking to you, he's going to grow and develop you. Um, that is, that does get uncomfortable, but the, the result of it is going to be a lot better than what you went into it. And yeah. 
providing that yeah. people can can like be comfortable in that and trust in that dude that's sick that's sick yeah. that you're doing that man i love that you say that everything we've talked about so far is this word and we haven't said this word yet faith yeah oh let me see uh, i want to plan out what's going to be there but that's that's the faith that that's the part of it and i've been i said i think that came to mind because i've been leaning into that lately of mm-hmm. um don't say like you need to have this this huge faith it's like the mustard seed size like that's pretty small that's pretty small but it's like who the faith is in like that's what makes it makes it like that's what faith is that's what it, um and I, it's not an excuse but the world we live in it's very oh what do my circumstances say <laughs> what's in my bank account um what um what's been going hard what's the stress at work mm-hmm. um or for a single young person oh what feels good mm-hmm. uh, okay based off the circumstance what feels good um faith is something that i can't say oh yeah here's let me let me fill this let me fill my faith up you can see how much it fills the cup like mm-hmm. it's not really doesn't work that way it's not circ- circumstance and so and then think of hebrews now faith is the assurance of things hoped for convictions of things not seen it's like plain as day that's what faith is but it's so hard <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard it is so hard man and that's good it, and it, it doesn't have to be a bad thing that it's hard yeah it does not have to be a bad thing yeah Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I, I, it's great to hear that even through this um, very, very, very weird change we're in and circumstance mm-hmm. we're in with the mm-hmm. COVID-19 and lockdown and whatnot, that the the message doesn't stop. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, mm-hmm. the journey to desire doesn't stop. And, you know, you're, you're, you're putting it out on social media, you're engaging in virtual events, you're still connecting with people and continue to find ways to craft your message and speak it. Um, and again, it's not for your mm. game, but for good, for the Lord's gain. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's when I, when I think about you, I think about that as you as a servant and you as loving others and wanting to see others succeed and, and feel comfortable in who they are, uh, in every space. And so that's, uh, as dope that that's continuing to, to spread or to be uh, manifest in other ways of your life. So that's sick, man. Mm. Uh, so as we turn the corner. Yeah, yeah, man. You, you, it's true, man. This is like <laughs> almost twenty years of friendship here. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Bro, we get old. Um, I would you love said to- twenty in my heart. Stop us away. Has been how many? Twenty. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's but it's getting closer to that then. <laughs> it's at least fifteen. Yeah. We thirty now. Yeah. What freshman year is about fourteen. 15 years <laughs> so that's what I say. It's getting close. I might edit that out. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> leave it in. Leave it I will leave it in. <laughs> As we turn the corner and talk about, you know, you've been dropping gems throughout this whole interview, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that sharing your experiences and journey and what you're learning along the way. Um, what I would love for this platform to be is to speak to those who, in the next generation, who may be at that transition stage, you know, who are at that um, that space where either you once were, whether you were in college or transitioning into the, mm-hmm. the workforce and into marriage and into speaking, what have you. So um, the question I have is what advice would you give to the next generation? And I would love for you to put that in whatever context that makes sense for you. So 
when you think about the next generation or you mm-hmm. see them out there today, uh, what would you give to them that would mm-hmm. inspire hope and encourage them to keep going? Yeah, obviously we're all different stories, all different upbringings. And so different circumstances may be the same, like, oh, here's something for the college alumni or WCU alumni. But the fact is like people come in with different stories. And so I just want to be aware of that and respect that, but also get to say, hey, maybe even God is still working that he's above that. Um, what fired on my brain was figure out what like gets you excited, gets you jacked and like, both uh, like imaginary but also like honestly picture like Jesus there with you for me it's music it's like this song that I jam out to like when I picture Jesus dancing next to me or like getting excited about the rap lyrics next to me it's like I get another boost of energy and again it's to think that just that one-on-one-to-one time with him uh just embrace what gets you jacked excited and that's 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 a good thing that's it's exciting um when when i text people i'll usually put jacked in all capitals so i'm trying to get the message across like what gets you jacked um another thing that that comes to mind is um for for the believers um memorize scripture and and what i mean by that is i benefited a ton when i would memorize a paragraph versus one verse or a chapter Versus one verse, and there's nothing wrong with, with just one verse. But the symbol I have for it is in college, I did one verse as a part of a curriculum, and it was cool. But then at the ranch, it was just on my heart to do paragraphs in big chunks, and it really felt like going from like a little pocket knife to like a sword. And I think that's what it means mm-hmm. in Ephesians six when it says like the sword, which is the spirit of the word. And so I was just like, oh, like when I'm able when working out, like it's good for my brain. Like I'll just <laughs> but it's a really hard point i'm like okay like lord this is a way to be just i want to have you on the forefront of my brain and i'll start to recite some scripture hey it's like it's good for my brain to like practice and no matter what i'm feeling to think, put my heart in the lord but also two i benefit from like damn three minutes just went by let's go like that wasn't so bad or just like wow like it is a lot of perception like mm-hmm. taking my mind off the hardship of the workout and just focus on something good like scripture's like oh yeah um and then yeah, I want to say this one. Something that I learned from a friend or a book was writing a letter to my future spouse before I even knew who they were. Hmm. And um, yeah, I don't talk about that often. It's weird. It's it's kind of missed part of our story, but uh, I think it'd be really cool uh, to encourage that for people to do, just be real about where they're at, what they hope for, and who they hope to be for that person. Hmm. Uh, I did that and then gave it to Jen on, on the wedding day, which is really cool. And it was fun to like hear the story. I handed it to the photographer for them to give to General. She was finished getting ready. And um, I got to hear the story about it later. Jen opened it, thought it was like from like that weekend or that since we known each other and looked at the date, it was like years before we had met. She's like, what? And wow. So just a special, special thing. Um, that's cool. Hey, that's dope. I didn't realize that. Thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. Hey man, well I again I'm happy I'm I'm juiced. You're Jack. That you came on the podcast and shared your story and the journey that you've been on that ain't over yet. Uh, but yet you've taken the time to talk through the lessons that you've learned along the way. 
as well as share what other what the next generation can um, take with them as they are following through on their journey mm-hmm. as well. Um, before we head out, man, I would love for you to shout some folks out and plug away some of the socials and ways that people get connected with you. So who mm. do you want to shout out? What shout outs do you yeah. want to give um, yeah. uh, right now? Yeah. Um, shouts I want to give. I've been finding a lot of intimacy and joy watching um, The Chosen. It is an app that you can get on your smartphone go watch it directly on your smartphone or tablet. And it also lets you stream it uh, to a larger screen, a computer, a TV. And it is a crowd crowdfunded. They only have one season out, it's eight episodes, but it is um, done with excellence. And it is like, it feels like something you watch on Netflix in the sense of like uh, developing characters and what's oh, what's got been next. Um, but also just, they, they say at the beginning, our hope for this is that you would read the Gospels. Like, there's a lot of conversations, a lot of stuff that we're developing, but the point of this is to go read the Gospels. And it's just really well done. I, I laugh a lot. Um, I, get, I get jacked by some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing uh, that I want to give a shout out to, Jamie Winship. I've been watching a lot of his YouTube videos with Jen. She got introduced to him about two years ago. And... Um, one of the practices he talked about in this last video we watched is in the morning before you get up to just say, Hey, like, okay, what's a fear I may have today? What's good. What's a fear I may have today Two, if you don't give that up, what's at risk three picture handing it to the Lord and picture him giving you something back. Like a truth, like a truth, like a line of truth. And I've seen it do wonders in doing just a week of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool to like hit the alarm, like, uh, like, okay, what's my thing? Like before my mind just starts to race about the to-do list. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited to see where that goes, where that, where that, where that takes me. Um, I've been doing that for about a week and it's been really, really fun. It really has been. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me Instagram. Um, please personal account rick flow the r-i-c-k-f-l-0 and then the separate speaker one is uh the speaker flow um uh flow just f-l-o at the end and then it's it's actually funny i kind of do this unintentionally but it, it worked out great on facebook uh people would always what do i search you under are you flow are you i, I can't find you and i kind of liked it i like that people couldn't find me but recently i changed it um so now it says rick flow flores Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I got Facebook, but it was kind of fun, like being mysterious, like, uh, people can't find me. <laughs> I appreciate that you added the Rick flow floor. <laughs> Those who have a hard time identifying what to identify you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like what you do there. <laughs> Man. Yeah. I'll definitely plug all that in the, in the show notes and the links as well. So people can check that out, um, as, as, as a, as an opportunity to not only check out what you're working through and, and promoting, but also the, the ways that they get connected with you and yeah, see more yeah. of the speaking journey that you're on and the message that you're putting out there in the world and just connect and be able to uh, learn more about how you're navigating this space. But Rick, again, man, I can't thank you enough. Sorry, one more really quick. Oh yeah, do it. Go ahead. Shout out to you 
for always like leaning into how you were made. I think of you being an MC during our assemblies or just being excited for stuff at Willamette. You have always been like, how do, how do we embrace this platform, this setting that we've been given? And so shout out to you for leaning into this. Oh man, thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate that. It's been yeah. fun. Uh, again, just to have you on and just sharing your story. I think that's what's the awesome deal. Um, cause I get to hear more about just how you <laughs> the world. And even though we've been friends for so long, it's still great to just hear, oh, wow. Like, okay, Rick's going through that. Like, that's dope. Uh, but we know a lot yeah. of stuff about each other, but you did not know I had a kale mac and cheese taco. Did I did not know about that. <laughs> now new information that I can carry forth with me whenever I'm like, yeah, I'm now he's eating kale and mac and cheese. <laughs> I'm not there yet. <laughs> and kale and mac and cheese. I'm just not there yet. But you're there, and that's dope that you're there, uh, because you are also meeting people who are at the same space there too. So um, appreciate your friendship. Appreciate you being on the mic and sharing your story. And we'll definitely talk to you soon, man. Love it. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to On the Mic with Ray White. And before you leave, I got a few asks for you. First, connect with me on social media and let me know what your thoughts are on this episode. You can find me on my personal page at Ray Devante on all social accounts and this podcast at OTM Podcast on Instagram. Next, subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on your favorite listening device. Make sure that you go ahead and find On the Mic with Ray White on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, and make sure that you let me know that you're listening. And finally, share this episode with a friend. Take the time to send them a link or tag them on your social media platforms and start the conversation around them, around the reflective topics and the questions on this episode. Thanks so much. And don't forget to share your story with others. Peace.